1: Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For everything. For everything Indy. For everything Colts. It's the Blue Horseshoe now. now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome on in to the latest edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. As always, Brian Inkey and George Bremmer here with you. Make sure you are downloading and subscribing wherever you get to the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. You do have a lot of content coming your way, especially with today's show. Another loaded show, George. We have four finalists, or I should say at least four uh, head coach candidates getting second interviews. views. reported that the list should grow to seven, which you would assume by that point that there are a few coordinators left in the NFC and A's and title games that will get requests thrown their way after the season ends uh, or if they're at least this weekend. So that lush should grow. We do have at least four there right now. I think there was also, speaking of the AFC and the NFC title games, an interesting point The Colts have to look at these four teams remaining. A lot of them have a common thread that if you're the Colts and a Colts fan, you're hoping that direction that they kind of go forward. These four teams, a lot of them do provide a good blueprint for the Colts to follow here in what is an extremely, extremely pivotal offseason But, George, I really can't believe we're starting the pod with this. And I really hate myself for asking this question. But I feel like we have no choice but to start here and ask this question. Is Jeff Saturday a legitimate head coach candidate?
0: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, he has been all along. We know he's got one fan, right? Uh, And that one fan is the guy who ultimately holds the power here. So, yeah, you know, until Jim Irsay is no longer in his corner, he's absolutely a legitimate candidate. Now, I think the question that that we don't have answered is, you know, is Jim Irsay as strong in his opinion today as he was on November 7th when he overrode basically everybody in his inner circle and made Jeff Saturday the interim coach? You know, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I've said all along, uh, this will probably be like the 30th time I've said it on here. If you wanted him to be the full-time head coach, if that was the ultimate goal... He never should have been hired in November. And, you know, Chris Ballard kind of hinted at that in his postseason presser when, when he was, you know, in front of the media, and he said the reason that he didn't want to hire Saturday in November was that he understood the challenge that that, that stood ahead. You know, I think no matter what ideas Jim Irsay had, and it's obvious from his demeanor at the press conference that he thought Saturday was going to turn this season around and and it was going to be you know, if not a playoff year, certainly something that they felt really good building off momentum going into the offseason. I don't, he was, he was an army of one in in that belief. You know, I think everybody else thought it was going to be something similar to what it was. Two and six, one and seven, something along those lines. Uh, I know you could predict how horrible some of those losses were going to end up being, but the one and seven record and the seven straight losses was not shocking. You know, it, it wasn't, an unlikely outcome. Let's put it that way. Um, but, you know, we'd heard during that stretch that whole time that Ursay was still, you know, wanting Jeff Saturday to be the head coach. So, yeah, I mean, as long as he is, that's all it takes, right? I mean, in this league, that, that's all it takes. As long as you've got one of the 32 owners on your side, you're a legitimate candidate for whatever job it is you're looking for.
1: I get he's getting uh, getting a second interview. I get some of the national reports out there. I'll say this, George. To me, there is zero chance he's getting the job. I still made steadfast in that there's no chance he's getting the job here. And I'll tell you for one reason, but I just want to make sure at least my facts are correct before I give you my reasoning. So let me just so, in case anyone's confused, at least even for me too, because I know this has been a a kind of long process. There's not a lot been leaked out. So this is my belief. You could tell me if I'm, I'm right or wrong here, George, and what you've been hearing and what you've been reporting as well. So the first round of interviews was Chris Ballard driven. He's the one who was picking out the candidates. He was the one doing the interviews. Now that we have round number two with, again, at least four guys, if you want to call them finalists or four candidates getting second round interviews, now this is the time. This is the first time, correct, that Jim Merced will be in these meetings hearing what the candidates have to say, right? he's not there the first time. Okay. That is – I'm just to confirm that. I'm glad you said that because for me, that's still why I think there's a 0% chance because look, Jim Mercer can have this idea of Jeff Saturday in his mind. And like I said, he can just pretend that the results don't matter. The one in seven didn't happen or not his fault, whatever. Now that you're in the room, now that Jim Mercer is not only hearing what Jeff Saturday's plan is, he's now going to be able with his own ears to compare Jeff Saturday's plan to everyone else's plan, the other six or seven candidates, they're going to interview along with Jeff Saturday and see where his plan stacks up compared to what everyone else's plan stacks up. And we have on this podcast, George, no hyperbole, probably given at least seventy-five different reasons why Jeff Saturday should not be the head coach. I will give you seventy-six, and maybe I've even said this before, so maybe it's just a repeat. But I think now this is more relevant than ever. Now that Jim's Irsa can actually hear for the first time a true plan, a true vision of Jeff Saturday. One of the reasons why I think there's no chance he's getting hired is because I don't see how Jeff Saturday can convince Jim Irsay of his plan with basically the worst staff he could put together. I don't see how Jeff Saturday is going to put together a staff that Jim Irsay can believe in, because whether it was you know coaches leaving beforehand, whether it was you know we just latest we saw Kevin Mawai leave to go be a high school coach, take over what Trent Dilfer was coaching. I mean, it was what offensive line. I know his assistant offensive line coach wasn't exactly the guy, but You're on an NFL staff. He's going to take a head coaching job at high school. And you would assume, maybe I'm wrong. You would assume that he was on the staff now. Maybe Jeff Saturday would have kept him. I don't know. But either way, he kind of saw the writing in the wall one way or another and said, this is not a guy I can believe. I'm going to go coach high school in order to kind of, you know, get my footing going forward here. We know Clayton Adams left in season. Go take a college job. So you were seeing now coaches abandoning ship as fast as possible with Jeff Saturday, We'll say, quote, unquote, being in the mix. Are you really going to sell Jim Irsay on Parks Frazier being your offensive coordinator now going forward? Like, is Gus Bradley going to say is your defense coordinator? Probably not. So it's just like, I don't see how Jeff Saturday could sit in a room with Jim Irsay. And even though Jim Irsay loves Jeff Saturday, as we know, he I don't see how Jim Irsay can be convinced of Jeff Saturday's vision when you have a staff that's going to, he's going to try to compile that, it's going to be nowhere near the level it should be because no one believes in Jeff Saturday, the coach. And they realize if I hit my wagon to Jeff Saturday, that is basically going aboard the Titanic and my at least short term career sink. So I don't see that's for me. Another reason why I don't see how, if you're Jim so you could seriously consider or seriously, I guess, make the decision in the end of making Jeff Saturday your head coach permanently.
0: Yeah. Uh, the staff situation is a huge component here. And I think even a lot of these national reports that, that have been coming out that continue to say that you know, Saturday is the front runner or he's Ursa's favorite or or whatever version it happens to be in that particular report. Uh, they all have, most of them have mentioned the need for him to put together a good staff, that that's kind of the, the piece that would put him over the top. And I think it was always going to be a challenge to begin with. Even in a perfect scenario, it was going to be a really tough situation. We talked about that before. He just doesn't have the history. You know, a lot of these guys that they're interviewing, Raheem Morris has worked, what four or five different places has countless connections as a result of that? Guys he's worked with, but also you know, their trees. He's he's a guy, he could call up any number of people right now and probably get 14 people who he could call for any one of these positions. You know, name a coordinator job, a, a position job, whatever. Raheem Morris probably has an endless Rolodex of guys to call and who he's got either direct contact with or who he's got you know, indirect contact with, or who just know who he is and want to join him because of what he's done in the league. The same is true. Of Dan Quinn, the same's even true of Jero Evero. Who's, you know, a younger guy, uh, from the guys that we know probably the youngest of them and outside of Saturday, the least experienced, he's only been a coordinator, I think this year. Yeah. Um, one year. But you know, he's still been in the league a while. He's been around a lot of guys. He has a lot more connections for Saturday, just, you know, connecting dots is what we do, right? Especially this time of year. That's your whole business. The only way that you can even think of guys that, that Saturday would have connection to, guys that he played for, you know, or played with. I mean, that that's really where his network is right now. People who are on the Colts or the Packers from, what, 98 to 2012? T- <laughs> uh, and people who coached the Colts or Packers from 98 to 2012. It's just a smaller pool to begin with. And then on top of that, you're looking at a situation where a couple of them have been filled. I, I know our producer's really happy about one that was filled today, but we won't get into that. But you know, at the start of this offseason, there were 10 offensive coordinator spots open um as well. So a third of the league is is looking for an offensive coordinator. That puts them in an even tougher spot. Uh, because of what you said, I mean, if you're looking at this as you know, it's your career, are you gonna hit your wagon to Jeff Saturday? It, I don't think there's a lot of coaches that are going to make that choice on top of the fact that a lot of them are angry about the fact that he skipped the line. know, a lot of these guys won't want to go there because they feel like he didn't come up the the quote unquote right way. You know, he didn't do it as a position coach. He didn't do it as a coordinator. He just walked in as the head coach on day one. Uh, that's still, there's still a lot of lingering bad feelings out there in the coaching community about that that I'm sure will affect his ability to put together a staff. Um, the other thing I think, you know, if we need reason 77, there'll be no honeymoon period here. You know, most of these new coaches that get hired this offseason, if they struggle early, there's at least a little bit of a honeymoon period. There's, hey, let's wait. Let's see what's going on. They're new in the job. You know, what happens? That grace period already happened for Jeff Saturday. Went one in seven during it. If he's the hire, the Colts, if they struggle in the first quarter of the first preseason game there's going to be oh yeah you know incredibly loud outcries here it's there is zero margin for error there is zero honeymoon period and i think that's for me putting a rookie quarterback into a situation like that is a recipe for disaster but all these things that we're talking about are logic and the fear is that that's not how jim mercy is operating it certainly wasn't how he was operating in november you know, he's had some time, some time to decompress, like you said. He's going to be sitting in on these other interviews. Uh, but hopefully logic wins out here. There, there's no case that you can make for Jeff Saturday that's based in reality. It's As I said, you know, I think from the day of the season end, his case is one thing. Jim Irsay loves him. That's it.
1: That just sparked a thought, actually. Let, let me run this by you, George. Let me get your thoughts here. I, obvious, and again, this is a shame on me for, again, buying into logic more than just Jim Mercer's brain winning out and just had his affection and love for former players, including Jeff Saturday. I didn't think Jeff Saturday was going to get a second interview because the first interview, obviously, is done by Chris Ballard. Again, Jeff Saturday's only credentials for getting the job is he, you know, Jim Mercer loves him. So I thought, okay, there's going to be no second interview. Well, there is a second interview. Let me run this by you. Does that actually hurt Jeff Saturday? Like if you are Jim Mercer, and again, the main reason why you want to hire him is because he's your friend. He's someone you like. He he obviously is ignoring what happened the last eight games of the season. If that is just kind of, if you were, I guess, dreaming your head of whatever success in your mind is, I guess Jeff Saturday winning a Super Bowl at some point and thinking that he's going to resurrect this franchise, if that's what you think. Like I think the more Jeff Saturday talks and presents his plan, like the more Jim Mercer has to have a cold water splash in his face and realize this ain't going to work. And again, we talked about the staff, like to your point, like when everyone's, when everyone and rightfully so had their mega freak out when he was hired, Yeah, you, you, you know, Bill Cowher on CBS today, crushing the Colts, crushing the hire, uh, Joe Thomas as well. Like you said, it wasn't just former coaches, there's former players as well that for the most part, everyone in the league took it as a sign of disrespect. So you're right. Not only is it tough enough for people just to believe in Jeff Saturday after he goes one and seven, they didn't like it from the start. And now too, when you have 10 offensive corner positions open. I mean, obviously, you're going to need an offense coordinator for Jeff Saturday. The pool of candidates you're talking about, we're talking about bottom of the barrel here. Absolute bottom of the barrel. So I think the more Jeff Saturday actually talks to which I thought about this sooner, but the more he talks to Jim Irsay, the more he presents a plan, I think the more reality is going to send in for Jim Irsay that I can't do this. Outside of, outside of just, you know, we'll get into the, the petition here in a second, but outside of the fan reaction, but just actually nuts and bolts football. I think it's probably a good thing, actually, in terms of if not wanting to get him hired, that he's sitting down with Jim Irsay and actually giving a plan that I don't think you could believe in.
0: Again, it, it depends on how open-minded Jim Irsay is, though. I mean, it, is he coming into this uh, process in good faith? And is he looking at other people legitimately? Is he actually listening to plans? Is he trying to you know, move forward with that idea? Or is he coming into it with the idea of you know, confirmation bias, of, Jeff Saturday's the guy, and I'm gonna look for reasons to to support that. That's you know, that's the unknowable part of this right now. And, and I think that's what's gonna determine it. If he's open minded and he's gonna let his general manager do his job and he's gonna to listen to these guys and pick the best play in and the best candidate, then no, there's no way Jeff Saturday gets this job. But if he's come in here with the idea that it's Jeff Saturday's job and somebody else has to convince him otherwise, then there's a real chance Jeff Saturday gets a job because confirmation bias comes into play. And if you can believe that Jeff Saturday can come out of the TV booth and turn your team around and go to the playoffs in, in the final eight weeks of this season, which he absolutely did, then maybe you can believe that Dan Orlovsky or somebody can come out of this TV booth and be the offensive coordinator and, and you can win that way. I think that's, you know, the, the problem here is that we, we continue to apply reason. And if there was reason and logic at play, he wouldn't have gotten a second interview. He wouldn't have got a first interview. He would have shook Jim Mercer's hand after the season and said, hey, you know, thanks for the opportunity, and they would have moved on, and, and and we'd be looking at, you know, a totally different coaching search. There's, To some extent, there hasn't been reason and logic, and we don't know if it will come into play at any point before this search is, is concluded.
1: I have, look, whether it's Christina Anderson, whether it's Jordan Schultz, plenty of reports been out there about Jeff Saturday, and and more about, not even him, more about just the fact that Jer Mercer, that is his guy, he's the number one candidate, and it seems like, and this again, pretty obvious, everyone else in the building and literally everyone else in the building saying, no, 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 no. So it's one against a million or one against everyone else, however you want to phrase it with, you know, Jim Mercy being a one man army for Jeff Saturday. But again, I just go back to the fact that if you are in that interview room, which now Jim Mercy will be in. So now you cannot just live it in your fantasy world. You are living in reality, hearing the actual plan Jeff Saturday is speaking to you. And you are sitting there hearing the big plan is going to be Dan Orlovsky as offense coordinator. Marcus Spears as defensive coordinator. And that's going to be the the solution here. Maybe Teddy Bruschi is linebacker coach. And that's going to be a solution for the Colts going forward here. And you have a guy on the other side of, of Brian Callahan, who's worked with Pate Manning and now is working with Joe Burrow and has a plan for defensive coordinator as well. And just has this, you know, has the evidence if, he, if the Bengals win and going back to back Super Bowls of success already. Again, I get it's very tough to reach mercy. I just have a even if I'm trying to separate logic from just Jim Mercer's thinking, I just don't see him. he could sit there with a straight face, even in his fancy world and say, yeah, let's go with plan A of Saturday, Orlovsky, and Spears over a guy that now has gone to two straight Super Bowls, has worked with Peyton Manning, a guy he loves, has worked with now Joe Burrow, a quarterback that everybody loves right now. I just, I can't see how when everyone is already against you, Jim Mercy is sitting there and defiantly finally saying, yeah, let's go with Saturday and that play. That, that, basically the ESPN booth Coming into our building and coaching our team is going to lead us to success.
0: I, and I there's, no, I, I mean, really there's watch. definitely something to be said for that because I think the other the other element of this is you know the reports that keep coming out that that Saturday's at the top of of list. Of course, he is. He hasn't talked to anybody else yet, and so I do think that that's you know there, there's an element here. Uh, in play of what you're talking about, that's very real. Even with all the other things we just discussed about how crazy the search has been and how crazy the idea that he's even a candidate is, Urse has not been in any of the other interviews. And I think that's you know to your point, he's not going to be won over until he does sit down in in the room with one of these guys. So you know those reports that 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 Ursa, you know that Saturday's still at the top of Urse's list. How would he not be? We know he was the guy coming into the offseason in Ursay's mind. Ursay hasn't talked to anybody else. Of course, he's still at the top of the list. The question is now, you know, as you're as you have been pointing out, will he buy into to one of these other visions? There's no doubt the other three, four, five, however many this this ends up being six, seven uh, candidates are gonna have better staffs. They're gonna have more that they can can rely on that's tangible, you know, results that they've had. I mean, even just using the three guys that we know for sure. Dan Quinn and Raheem Morris have done this before. You know, they've they've been head coaches. One of them took a team to a Super Bowl. So they understand, you know, on a different level what that takes and and what the challenges are going to be. And even, you know, a guy like Ajero Evero who is very new in the business has been, you know, through a lot of ups and downs already, went through a tough year in Denver. Um, and I think he's going to have a better plan. He has a better idea and again, he's got more connections. So I would think that these in-person interviews on an objective level, the other guys are going to have better plans. They're going to be able to put together better staffs. That's the only way he's going to be won over. So the, I think that's kind of the point you're getting to. And, and there's no doubt about it. And I think that's why all the national reports to me, they they don't matter right now. Because they're all, A, they're all saying the same thing. And B, they're they're we're dealing with a situation where nothing's changed because nothing could change. The only guy who's been interviewing these guys so far is Chris Ballard. We know Jim Irsay wanted Jeff Sauer to get this job. Again, how's that going to change until he starts talking to other candidates?